0: Hi, I'm Spencer, and I'm Blake, and you're You're about about to Get get jumped. Jumped. Welcome to episode 72 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, episodes 43 through 46, Where Babies Are Evil
1: yeah uh as opposed to when they're not evil which is mostly never Never. if you're looking at every single canon of american tv or film or anything most of the time it's either a demon baby or it's a witch baby or a vampire baby in the you know jojo's bizarre adventure universe where everything is vampires um so yeah yeah. that's just correct let's jump in
0: Okay, right. so uh, hey everybody. <laughs> we have, I guess, sort of a correction. Any of you that are familiar with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure are going to know this, and why didn't you tell us this sooner? But we've been talking for like a while <laughs> about how we were about to finish JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, but that's not true. We're just going to finish JoJo's Part 3, Part 1. But there's a whole second half of Part 3 that we're not getting to until, like, next time. But basically, the way that it was broken out, they separated out Part 3 versus, like... The the first part is just, like, Stardust Crusaders, and then the next part is, like, Stardust Crusaders battle in Egypt. But I did not read that. I thought that was Part 4. So, we're not done with JoJo's Part 3. We're just halfway through and
1: yeah god damn A significant bummer
0: (laughs) yeah look i we probably say this every time we cover jojo's bizarre adventure which is essentially that it's not our thing and that doesn't make it objectively bad i think that we have pointed out ways in which it is objectively bad or at least doing you know narrative things you know we talked about how like the author kind of heightens the drama but without any of the actual consequences or payoff of it so it feels very hollow or or comes with solutions to a problem that we have never heard of before but that the characters act like they've always had that hasn't been as rampantly bad in part three but that kind of bad writing has continued in parts uh I will say that I think that these episodes were actually pretty good in the grand scheme of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I still am not happy to be watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, but they were some of my favorite ones so far in, you know, comparison. But yeah, if you like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, I get it. It's really melodramatic. There were definitely parts here, especially in some of these earlier episodes that I thought were genuinely funny and I know a lot of people, when they talk about why Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is good, talk about the melodrama is comedy, and the comedy is ridiculous and zany. And uh, Spencer and I just, we're not much for the zany, zany comedy that anime has, so it's not doing it for us. Please don't feel personally attacked. But yeah, <laughs> we are uh, we were both really fucking bummed to see that there's like way more before we get to decide whether or not to
1: watch part four. Yeah. Um so uh going into this we we don't have a we don't have a lot of stuff to discuss for this week. Uh not a ton of updates. Yeah, I didn't um, see much we, news. Yeah, I I'm not seeing much news. Uh I did I did stream um the new uh Mob Psycho 100 and uh yes oh. it lives up to the hype. Well, that's uh good. we I guess we yeah. do
0: sort of have news for the show like for stuff we've got coming up that's now been put on the books but i don't know if you want to share that or if we want to keep that a mystery
1: but. no i would rather keep it uh, uh until the recording is like you it's know done. inked uh <laughs> sure but we have a couple of, <laughs> yeah we have a couple of really badass collaborations we're going to be looking at um and doing um uh they are basically completely booked um we all we have to do is just record them now um but i i would kind of like to keep that uh under wraps so if you're excited get more excited get the most excited yeah we got good Um, stuff coming
0: up if you liked what we did with uh childhood remastered a while ago um mm -hmm. then you'll probably like what's coming up
1: Yeah. Um, The other thing that uh, I just wanted to go over real quick, just because while I was uh, very, very sick on the weekend, something good happened and something terrible happened. Uh, First and foremost, uh, the terrible thing that happened was I did miss AkiCon. Uh, I feel so horrible about it, but I got crazy sick with a flu, um, and I was uh, basically um, attached to my bathroom for a three-day stint. Um, it was I've pretty terrible. i never been more um,
0: attracted to you than I am in this moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... But that, that happened over this weekend, and it was awful. And I feel very badly because AkiCon was so nice and so accommodating, and they wanted to work with me, um, and I, I wasn't able to um, go to that, which is, uh, you know as I mentioned before, a significant bummer. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you for being so nice, and I hope that we can both be there next year. Um, and if you are looking for a badass anime convention uh, that is in the Seattle area, you should definitely, definitely look them up um and then the awesome thing was while being sick i was like fuck it i put it off long enough i'm just gonna watch fucking bungo stray dogs oh yeah it lives up to the hype oh cool Um, i
0: have not watched it yet
1: yeah so it is it is uh surprisingly good number one number two the comedy is good in it and i'm saying that with like a you know, a huge asterisk next to most anime, which is like, most of them are funny in quotations and not funny in reality. Yeah. This show is funny, legitimately actual funny. Um, uh, there's, there's some characters, uh, that just, they, there's like a ongoing gag between, uh, two of the characters that are part of the, uh, the detective association that are partners together. Um, and it's, it's basically one character walking into the same like trap joke every single time over and over again where he completely believes his partner and then his partner is just like, I'm just fucking with you. And he does it like six times in the first three episodes and it's fantastic because he just completely falls for it every single time and you as an audience member kind of go along every time too and you're just like, "nah," and you get razzed at the end of it. So it's it's pretty great.
0: <laughs> That's cool. I uh, I mean I'm I'm glad you watched it because if I remember correctly, you hadn't heard of it until very recently. Uh, mm. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure I am the one who told you about it, and I haven't watched it. <laughs> you yeah. Well, you have not watched it. So uh, all right, the tables have turned. Well well well. I'm not completely I'm not completely
1: finished. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm thirteen episodes into it so far. What is um, it like twenty six? So- it's, uh, I just finished the first season of mo- like, I watched the first episode of the second season. Oh, okay. Um, but you will fucking love the power system in, um, in it. Um, not only does it give you the best part about stands, but it also gives you the best part about darker than black, um, Ugh. inside of the same fucking series. Yeah. yeah so like, you get the badass like calling for their activated abilities and them like powering up for like a second but then I- instead their powers are all very unique and weird I love and that. they have like a, a like a very specific like very niche thing that they do um they don't have to pay their contract like darker than black but it's it's still a really good spin on psychic powers
0: okay yeah this is um this makes me think of there's so when you're talking about these kinds of things this is called a like a magic system now, obviously, mm. some universes call it magic, like uh, like Harry Potter or fairy tale, and some user- universes call it something else, like Full Metal Alchemist or Naruto. And um, so, magic systems can kind of find themselves on a scale from hard to soft, and that basically means: are there hard and fast rules, or or are the rules kind of soft and loose? So if you think about like a soft magic system, that's going to be like Lord of the Rings. There is magic. There are magical things. There are magical people who can do magic, but the rules are never very well defined. Like Gandalf is magic and powerful and he does stuff. And even the stuff he does is a little vague. And certainly the way that he does it or the costs that he has to pay or whatever are very vague versus something like full metal alchemist where the rules are super explicit. They're very well laid out and, i tend to prefer hard magic systems because i like learning the way that like the the magic system is supposed to work and the rules that it abides by and then seeing how creatively the you know the author makes the characters work within that system so you get stuff like Mm. full metal alchemist where you can see the rules and how they're used in different ways but also ways in which characters can get around them same thing for like bleach or naruto when people take this sort of generic magic system and it gets specific rules when filtered through one character versus another Um, and Mm -hmm. so it sounds like bongo stray dogs kind of has that where it's a mostly hard magic system Um, and if you want to learn more about hard and soft magic systems there are two different videos one on each from the youtube channel hello future me so check that out if you want to learn more in depth. They're each like 20 minute videos and they go really deep into some of these systems and how they relate to the systems at large. Um, I would say that Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is a little soft, but uh, I think it was pretty soft with parts one and two with the hammon, And then it's gotten more into a hard magic system with the stand users. Yeah. So, so <laughs> You ready? Hard to watch, that's for sure. <laughs> you ready to jump into JoJo's or anything else to say before we hit it?
1: No, we can go ahead and jump in. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, previously on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so some shit happened. <laughs> yeah,
0: what you need to know is we've got our main character is JoJo. He is like fourth or fifth generation from the original JoJo from Part One. Um, this is a an anthology series where each part skips one or two generations ahead, but they all have a name that can, in some way, be shortened to JoJo. Um, he has a so they they each have stands which are basically like a manifestation of their magic power um, or their life force, and each of their stands has a name and different abilities. So JoJo's stand is called. Uh, platinum star platinum and his ability is he has super quick reflexes and he has um really high levels of perception and he can punch super fast um jojo is traveling with his grandfather jojo senior who is actually the aged up protagonist from part two Jojo Sr. has Hamon abilities from Part 2, which again are kind of a soft magic system and working in a different field than the stands, but he mostly uses his stand, which has manifested recently. It's called Hermit Purple. It allows him to uh, view things by taking a picture with a camera and then smashing it, or by taking over a television. Um, And also it has some sort of vague ability to wrap people up in purple thorny vines, um, they have made friends with a school kid named Kakyoin, a, a school kid in that he's Jojo's age, so they're like high schoolers. Um, Kakyoin he has Hierophant Green, which is a sort of speedy um, humanoid thing that can stretch its body out in different ways and also can shoot like jewels from itself as, as though it we're shooting a machine gun spray of bullets. Um, The last crew member is Polnareff. He has a flat top and he's French and his uh, stand is Silver Chariot, which is a little dude in armor that has a super fast swordsmanship ability. Their enemy is named Dio, and he is actually the villain from part one. He turned himself into an immortal vampire. He was defeated and beheaded uh, and placed in a a coffin. And um, in that coffin was also the original JoJo's body. He took over that JoJo's body by attaching his head to it. And that is what awoke his own stand and potentially awoke the stands of other people in the world. Um, Dio has now arisen. He wants to get revenge on JoJo's progeny, which is our two JoJo's in the uh, protagonist crew this time. And we don't know much about what he looks like these days or what his abilities are. They're holding that one back. But Dio has managed to get just an endless army of stand users. So one every one to two episodes will attack our heroes. And so we'll we'll face different stand users. They are on a road trip from Japan to Egypt where Dio is waiting for them. And they just keep getting attacked on the way. And uh, their most recent attack is by this asshole named Dan of Steel. He has a really weird stand that is very, very tiny and can climb into your brain and kill you. Uh, And he's using these flesh buds that Dio has that can take over people and kill them. So he's basically implanted that in Jojo's brain, Jojo Sr., and jojo senior has essentially become or dan has basically become a voodoo doll for jojo senior so anything you do to dan is done to jojo senior but like tenfold so even if he's not being hurt jojo senior might be hurt um Mm -hmm. kakuin and paul nerath have shrunk their stands down to go into jojo senior's head and try to kill the stand in there meanwhile jojo is being abused by dan because he can't fight back and that's where we're going to pick up
1: so, this is episode 43, The the Lovers Part 2. Um, Dan of Steel is being the fucking worst, um, and he's having Jojo, like, scratch his back and fuck with Jojo in all of... Uh, a lot of different dumb ways. If you yeah. remember from the last time we talked about it, there's a part where he, like, makes him go flat, like, a, uh, uh, over a river so that he could walk over him, and then he just... It's really, like, mean angry stuff for
0: yeah he he's just sadistic and he's taking it out on jojo and
1: interestingly
0: enough he has jojo scratches back as though his back were itching but because of the magnification that is happening to senior it actually hurts his back and he almost loses his concentration
1: Hmm. um there's uh there's uh i don't know what's happening at the very start of this i, I watched this episode with like a couple of weeks ago, I thought we were starting with the next one. So I don't completely remember this one. That's but I, right. I I'm looking at the notes and I was like, Oh yeah. The whole thing where they were gathering around them and uh, getting money. Yeah.
0: There's a fun, that, that actually made me laugh. So, which is pretty rare in anime in general, but especially in this show, because as we said at the start, the comedy just generally doesn't do it for us. But yeah, the uh, Jojo is like freaking out, and he's basically staring at a television screen through the window of a shop. Uh, He is actually using his stand to interface with that television, but because it's a stand, nobody can tell that. So he just looks like he's a dude standing there staring at this off television. And uh, because of the voodoo doll connection he's got with dan he is screaming because it feels like somebody is slicing his back and so he's just standing there screaming staring at this window of an off tv and these people gather around him and basically think he is a crazy person and they throw money at him and i thought that was really funny
1: And, uh, I appreciated it a lot. So me, meanwhile, the little tiny stands are in Jojo. Um, they are fighting against the lovers. Uh, and this is when things get a little bit, uh, hand wavy to the point where I, I get frustrated with this show. Yeah. They, they develop all of these powers that are just like, why do they have these powers and also these other powers So they can change form, apparently. They can also take up parts of Jojo and turn them into themselves. Yeah, they're they're literally
0: chewing up parts of his brain to use the matter to transform what they look like or to create, like, duplicates of themselves. How is Jojo alive?
1: Yeah. Like, you know what happens if you have a cell that ruptures inside of your brain, right? It creates a fucking hemorrhage and you have a stroke. You die. So, like, (laughs) yeah. If Jojo Sr., apparently, you know, he has extra brain mass for extra, you know, from all the extra muscles in his body. Yeah. Um, So I guess he doesn't care about it.
0: Yeah, they are, they are putting his brain as the stakes here, but then playing fast and loose with the consequences. Which, as we yeah. said at the start, is one of the problems with the series. But, uh, you know, what? whatever, we'll go with it. So they basically chop up the Lovers, but the Lovers has Hydra abilities. So when you chop it up, the pieces just grow into new full versions of the Lovers. And uh, so they, they realize that they need to figure out who the original lovers is in order to defeat them um meanwhile jojo gets beaten up because dan makes it look like he's a shoplifter and uh there was a part that i really liked where jojo is seen to be keeping a list of things that dan is doing to him and uh dan's like what the fuck are you writing he's like oh i'm I'm writing a list of the shit that you're doing to me so that when i have the opportunity to pay you back i'm gonna fucking pay you back and yeah. uh, <laughs> I really like this. It's actually a running thread through this the episode of JoJo just being like, man, I can't wait to get you back for this. Uh, and it's kind mm. of a, it's actually enjoyable. I, I liked it.
1: Yeah. Um, the uh, Hierophant Green is going to take down uh, the lovers. They're going to lose their upper hand. The flesh butt is destroyed inside of JoJo's brain. And the lovers are going to flee back to Dan. Yeah, um, Hierophant and Green does this it's...
0: by stretching himself out and figuring out which one is the long one by secretly attaching himself to all of the dupes. And that's important because he will secretly stay attached to the original when it flees.
1: Yeah. So, um, Dan, uh, starts begging for mercy because Jojo can tell when his stand is returned to him. I don't know how, but he does. It's because he starts
0: acting like a coward. He no longer, he, he knows that now if Jojo hits him, it won't have any ramifications and he is, a coward so it shows and jojo figures it out
1: yeah um he he um he's like there's this little back and forth where um jojo's going to like show him mercy um and he refuses it for some reason even though he's begging for mercy that's like one of the things that kind of confused me about this character is that i can never tell if he's like you know he's just being a dick all the time you know, for uh, Dio's sake, or if he's just like a person, you know, like, like I can never tell with some of these characters, if like they're flipping back and swor- forth between like themselves, who's afraid of getting killed and the person that's being controlled probably a, by like a flesh br- bud in their brain. Yeah. That's a, that's a good
0: point because early on in the series, we saw that pretty much all of the first like three or four people that attacked Jojo were being controlled, mind-controlled by flesh buds. And that was especially noticeable with Kakyoin, who appeared originally as a villain and then became one of the allies after the flesh bud was removed. But yeah, we haven't heard anything, they don't mention it even offhandedly, about these people being controlled. And generally speaking, they are killed rather than freed from the flesh bud's control. I get the impression that most of these people are just bad people who have been drawn into Dio's care. There may be some sort of implicit coercion because Dio is powerful and scary. Uh, But I think, if anything, they are afraid of Dio hurting them but not being directly controlled by him. Or they think that Dio is going to end up winning and so they want to be on the winning team. But I don't think they're being controlled and it's definitely not being shown. But yeah, basically... Like half of these people, once the jig is up for them, they will beg for mercy. The characters will then in some way show them mercy and then the villains will immediately show that they were not worthy of that mercy at all.
1: Yeah. So this is the exact same way with, uh, with this character. Um, he, Dan is going to immediately try to trick, um, uh, Jojo again, um, and take him over. He is outsmarted by higher front green. And then Jojo punches him to into oblivion with star platinum. Um, he, uh, I don't know if he's dead, but he looks like he's, you know, yeah, he's definitely not awake anymore for a he's while. he's not going to be
0: doing very well in if he did survive this. Um yeah, it, I got to say it was relatively satisfying because Jojo was able to catch the the Lovers stand before it went into his ear because Star Platinum is so fast and has such good reflexes and can see things very well. So he mm-hmm. catches him and like basically is holding him between his fingers. And that causes pain to Dan. And Dan has been such a dick that, like, I was into it. I, I was like, okay, this is kind of justified. And yeah, again, a lot of Judge's Bizarre Adventure doesn't work for me. And a lot of this doesn't work for me. But that whole, like, overarching conclusion to it, where he kind of gets his just desserts, I actually enjoyed that a lot. And then yeah. at the very end, JoJo tears out the sheet of paper with all the things he's done to him on it and says, here's your receipt and drops it and walks away.
1: And I loved that. And then you heard the, yeah, as you walked away. (laughs) CSI Miami. Okay. All right. Then we're going to go into episode 44. It's called The Sun. Um, So um, I'm going to throw it out here that there is an opening that you do not have to watch. Um, The reason why is because you're going to see all of the things that you saw in the opening again. This is so weird. skip five minutes after the opening credits and you will see the exact same stuff in the episode. Don't worry about it. What happens is
0: they buy a car. They talk about why did he buy a nice car? And then it turns out that he bought this car so they could travel like a day to another place where they're going to buy a plane or some camels uh, the, there was a funny part where basically Jojo Senior's like, we're gonna drive for a day, and then we could keep driving for two more days, or we could buy a plane and cut straight through the desert, and it'll only take one day. And Jojo C- Jojo Junior is just like, I'm not gonna fucking buy- ride in a plane with you. You've been in three plane crashes in your life already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so
0: they trade no, the car. The, the
1: best the best part is when they trade the car for the camels and then jojo senior's like i've ridden many a camel in my day yes! and they're he's just like trust why, me why, i got this why aren't you good at getting on this camel then and he's spending all this time trying to figure out and he was like well i've watched most of uh, lawrence of arabia over and over again it's yeah, a very Jesus. good movie i've and seen then it he's three like, three times but i fell asleep seen- twice <laughs> yes <laughs> So he's seen he's seen Lawrence of Arabia once all the way through and yeah. slept through it twice, and this that was, gives him the right to w- ride on camels. This is easily
0: the funniest that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has ever been. I genuinely yeah. enjoyed this entire sequence um so yeah. he finally like he's trying to like pull on the camel's reins to get it to lay down so they can get on the camel and it's not doing it and then he finally gets it to do it by giving him an apple and then he's like see all you have to do is understand the camel and they will obey you and it's just like you're so full of shit <laughs> <laughs> and then he like gets on the camels like you have to be wary of the way that they walk because they walk differently than horses and then the camel started he's like watch me and then he's like no not so fast and it, it, <laughs> at the end of the sequence they're like all on their camels and jojo senior is like well thank goodness that was super easy but he's like covered in bandages so he clearly <laughs> fell off over and over again it's really funny i was very happy yeah. with this specific part
1: <laughs> yeah i actually liked most of this episode um yeah it was all right uh, the the next thing that happens is they're riding through the desert and they keep on getting hotter and hotter and think somebody's following them. Uh, they're carrying palm branches so they can cover the tracks of their camels as they go. Pretty smart, um, which is it's a pretty cool effect um, uh, or, or a pretty cool like thing to notice throughout the show. Yeah, um, but. They are being attacked by a stand which is uh, like a gigantic sun that's in the distance. Um, They realize this when the sun gets hotter and hotter and they look at their watches and they realize it's 8 o'clock at night. So the sun should not be at its hottest and it should have been going down. But instead it keeps on rising and is rising from the west. Um, So they have no idea what the fuck is happening until they they start like they give you know.
0: temperature in Celsius and we are American and we don't know Celsius. So they talked about how, Oh, it's hot. It's 50 degrees Celsius. Then it got to 60 degrees. And then the last time they clocked the temperature was 70 degrees Celsius. So I looked up 70 degrees Celsius and it's like just under 150 degrees Fahrenheit. That is mm-hmm. vera hot. You listening, yeah. probably know Celsius or Fahrenheit. I don't think we have a lot of Kelvin listeners out there, but it's hot. Um, that's, that is like deadly hot and in fact the camels are going to start to pass out we see a scorpion literally dry up and shrivel into nothingness in like a moment which is maybe a dramatization but it is hot
1: yeah <laughs> um so uh it's it's very hot uh they don't really know what they're going to do they try to use their stands to attack the sun the sun blasts back a we whole bunch of We must kill the sun <laughs> Yeah, they blast back a whole bunch of lasers back at Hierophant Green, um, so it knocks him out. Um, so JoJo Star Platinum punches into the ground. Then they have a lot of moments where they're just sitting there sweating really hard. Um, and then they uh, they start hysterically laughing, and it seems like they've all gone crazy because they're about to die. Um, and then like, the only person not laughing is Jojo Sr., and he's just like, This is it! They've all gone mad! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so somehow they haven't gone mad, or at least Jojo Jr. hasn't gone mad, and they figure out that there is this, like, this outcropping of rocks out across the way and then there's another identical outcropping of rocks across the way in the other direction and one of them has a shadow going in the wrong direction so jojo then gets star platinum to pick up a rock and hurl it like a bullet at the wrong direction shadow outcropping which smashes through what turns out to be a mirror and kills the stand user basically off screen like we literally only see the stand user when they go around the mirror to inspect it and he has been killed and he never said anything and we never got his name and that's it he's done it switches tonight immediately they find out that the mirror had like air conditioning behind it so he could basically sit comfortably and slowly murder people through heat and that's it he's done <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh so also Jojo Senior
0: curses in English several times, which I thought was charming. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. When he's just like, Oh my god. Yeah, he sees
0: uh <laughs> he sees that like the sun like shot like flaming rocks at them a few times, and one of them must have hit Jojo Senior's canteen, and he notices it when he goes to get a drink. And he's just like, "Oh shit!" in English, <laughs> and throws it out into the desert. He's like, fuck this canteen. So, all right, it's fine. Okay,
1: we're having. Here fun. we go. <laughs> Um, so we're in episode forty-five, Death Thirteen Part One. Um, yeah, I am going to combine these together because they're going to run together really yeah. seamlessly. Honestly, so, this story next episode... could have been
0: covered in a single episode, and I wish it yeah. had been.
1: Yeah. So episode forty-six, Death Thirteen Part Two, um, is there? Let's just combine them both together, and this one is. You have down a lot of notes, but I think that it is not noteworthy in the same sense. Sure. Um, So... They're going to this town, uh, they, they, uh, they've been in the start of this town and all sleeping apparently. And Cacuene is going to have a dream, um, where he is riding on a Ferris wheel and he has this dog by him and he starts petting this dog and then the dog gets stabbed through the head by a giant clown that has a scythe and then he gets cut a little bit and then he wakes up. And not only is the dog death fucking horrifying to watch Yeah, and screen, they dwell on it way too much. It's, yeah, it is they, they, grotesque. It's gross and upsetting. Yeah. And, like, when you wake up, um, when he wakes up, he has a little bit of a cut on his hand. And when this happened, I was like, I know exactly what's happening. They're fucking Friday the 13 them. Wait, Friday yeah. the 13th? Wait, which one is it? Not Friday the 13th, but Halloween? It's Nightmare on Elm is Street. Is it Friday the 13th? Which is the one that has fucking... um. What's nightmare his name? on elm nightmare street. on elm street <laughs> that's what it is they're night they're getting nightmare on elm street is what i immediately knew um, the next thing that happens in the show which is ridiculous is that they go into the street they talk to this kid who's upset and he's like my dog got killed they cut to the dead dog which is horrifiedly killed again and you have to yeah. see it again it's this episode this, they go to buy a plane
0: have my two least favorite things which are dogs that are killed and babies that are involved i hate both of those things
1: oh. anyways <laughs> um, so, so yeah the, the next thing that's gonna happen inside of the show <laughs> Is uh, going to be... They're, they're buying a plane, JoJo Um Which I thought yeah. they had
0: got the camels because they didn't want to get the plane. So I don't know if they went back to buy the plane after. I don't know what the deal is.
1: Yeah. Where so the fuck are they? They? Um, they can't buy the plane, though, because they're told that this baby is very sick. and needs to well, be sent away for medicine. Specifically,
0: they already bought the plane, but they can't have it yet. Because the people who are selling it to them need to use it to take this baby to get medical uh, medical care first and they're like but we have a life on the line and they're like well are you gonna let this baby die and they're like "Mm, touche salesman so they compromise in a really weird way that then makes sense in hindsight in a second which is they're like okay you guys can have the plane now but you have to take the baby with you and stop by a doctor on the way and this seems dubious until they have left and it is revealed that the woman who had the baby did not know where the baby came from found it just by a well this morning and makes a comment that basically suggests that the baby had been hypnotizing her up to this point
1: yeah and, and it's stupid yeah so <laughs> so they they think nothing, nothing of this stupid fucking baby um so the then a couple of real dumb things are going to happen they're going to be on the plane they're gonna, uh, both Cacuene and uh, Paul Neref are gonna fall asleep. They're gonna be in that same dream where they're attacked by this clown reaper. Um, and they're, uh, uh, Cacuene is going, no, no, not Cacuene, but Paul Nuref is gonna be woken up because the baby has shit himself.
0: And yeah, he, they like,
1: uh, I guess they
0: wake him. I, I hate don't. this part. I don't get it. I don't know why Polnareff gets woken up aside from the fact that they don't want to kill him, but they want to tease it. So he wakes up. That's it. Um, yeah, they they have him change the baby. And I suppose it's supposed to be funny because they show us the baby being out of its diaper and having chat. And how funny. How much fun is this? We're having so much fun. This is hilarious. <sighs>
1: Anyways, um <laughs> so so I hate it the so much. yeah, the the plane the plane is going to uh start to basically crash because Cacquine is being woken up not well, he's like thrashing in his dream so badly that he throws off the plane and then the plane starts spinning out and almost goes down and in like the nick of time uh uh jojo senior is going to like pull up but stops paying attention immediately and then runs into a fucking tree um which wakes everybody up and then they're gonna hang out in the desert
0: yeah before they get woken up Cockyween tries to wake himself up by cutting his own arm or to get them to wake him up by cutting his own arm and having them notice that he is suddenly being cut for no reason uh, it doesn't work, but it turns out to have been a clever ploy because he has carved a message in his arm, and that message is the super clever and helpful Baby, stand!
1: Yeah. And the best part about it is when he finds it in the next episode, um, He's he looks at it and he's just like, that is my handwriting. And it <laughs> was carved with this knife. And I was like, how can you know that? Like, yeah. how can you know that it was carved by that
0: knife? Also, it's <laughs> carved in like, you know, when you're like, I don't know if you've ever carved Like, if if you're one of those weird people who vandalizes bathrooms by carving things into it, or if you have in some other way had to carve, I don't know, if you carved your initials into a tree or whatever, it is never in your handwriting, because you're not writing it, you're carving it. So it's always, like, straight lines, just enough to make the letters. It is not... It is not the equivalent of if you are writing so it. So it's not you your really fucking handwriting. Liked, uh,
1: what you saw in your last episode, don't worry, you're going to see the exact same fucking thing in this episode. Yeah. Um. Except for now, they're in the desert. Um. Yeah. It's so, just dragged uh, out.
0: There's a bit with the scorpion. So I guess it's anyways, to be funny or raise the stakes, but it really doesn't do either. It's just stupid.
1: So, so. there's this whole thing that happens in this episode that that uh, is, uh, okay. So originally you're like, okay, this baby is evil. Right. Um, right. and this is baby true. is, is like, you know, I- I'm assuming older than he looks. Um, no, no, but- they,
0: they address this specifically. Cockyween is like, how can you be a stand user? You're six months old. And the stand from inside the dream is like, I'm 11 months old. I'm 11. And it's, pretty funny actually because that's totally how kids are they get really specific about how old exactly they are and I liked that but also this is a child of under a year it ain't no way this kid is smart enough even if he's a genius savant he does not know how to say all these things he cannot control a stand deftly like it's just too ridiculous the suspension of disbelief does not go this far
1: yeah um, okay, so the baby is going to almost be attacked by a scorpion. Um, he is going to stab that scorpion with a safety pin. Kakyoin is going to see that and then be like, hey, did everybody not just see that this baby killed the scorpion? And then they look for the scorpion and the baby has yeah. deftly hidden the dead scorpion in his mouth. They, um, there are
0: also several parts in this episode where they make it look like Jojo Jr. is kind of quietly noticing these things as well. Which is stuff that he's done in the past. He is often revealed to have been paying closer attention and to have basically been forming a plan or setting up a, you know, a contingency behind the scenes. And they make it look like that's what's happening here. And it is not. He is just being duped like everybody else, but being made to look like he's following along. And essentially this whole episode 46 is basically the baby successfully gaslighting everyone into believing that Kakyoin is crazy when he's not. And I kind of get it, because on the one hand, it is an 11-month-old baby, and there is really realistically no way that this kid should be able to be a stand user. And even if he is, he should only be dangerous in the idea that, like, you know, a creature working only on instinct with a powerful weapon would be dangerous. But that's not how it is, so it shouldn't work this way. So I kind of get their skepticism. But on the other hand, like... These are the people that nothing insane ever happens to. They should know by now that crazy shit is normal. And they're acting like Kakyoin is making this wild statement. But this is no weirder than being attacked by a car, which fucking happened recently.
1: Yeah. Um, so, um, this This episode is going to go on for a minute. I. It I sure does. I, yeah. So, so... There's gonna be a lot of back and forth on this then uh there's gonna be um a an attack from Highfront Green where he tries to attack the baby um because he's convinced that the baby is you know uh exactly what he is um he gets knocked out um and Uh, by Polnareff. Then they all go to bed for the night, and they're all attacked inside of their dream. They're all in it together. Also, the Um, baby's
0: plan has a fatal flaw, which is he intends to kill them all in their dreams, but if they're all dead, then how does this fucking baby stuck in the middle of a desert survive? not a great yeah, plan ex- baby
1: yeah stupid fucking baby anyways um so they are uh in their dreams they're gonna be attacked they can't summon their um their stands uh there's a part where like jojo jr summons his stand but it turns out to just be like uh the baby fucking with him um and there's some like slapstick humor for like like looney tune-esque humor attached yeah. to it it's, it's like almost okay. The face and stuff. I
0: actually don't hate it as much as the attempts at comedy in the show, usually, but I didn't mm. think it was that funny.
1: Yeah, it was not very funny. Um, it's fine. But in, with that being said, the rest of this episode is actually funny fine just because it has a funny joke at the very end of it and um it turns out that kakuing can fight with hierophant green because he he went to bed while he had summoned his stand so he is able to use hierophant to um he he first uh grabs it by the back of the neck then um he uh um it, it looks like he's going to be he gets cut in half um, when the uh, the stand user like pulls the clouds in, turns them into a hand, and like grabs the scythe and slices them both in half, and then it in hand wavy fashion, uh, it shows that the the baby's death thirteen was actually just arms at the very top of like a torso and a head, so it can't get cut in half, which is uh, okay, fine. And it he, like <laughs> cuts Hierophant Green in half. It looks like, but it turns out Hierophant Green was actually, uh, pulling his body and stretching it out again. Um, and then he gets inside of the stand's head by going through its ears and like driving the baby insane for a moment. Um, and then they all get woken up and nobody remembers except for Kakuine, who is changing the baby available. Can we talk about this moment at the end? <laughs> I hated this. Okay, so this ridiculous moment at the end is brought to you by shit. Um, so um, he is changing the baby's diaper and takes some of the baby's shit and mixes it in with the baby's food, and then makes him tries to make make him eat it, and well, he, he refuses. Basically, to. Jojo
0: Senior is gonna make him eat. And is unaware of what's going on. So there's like an extra level of irony because judges like we made you this delicious thing. But Kakuin and the baby know that there's shit in it. So there, there's like an extra layer of irony, I guess. So they make this baby eat shit. That's it. <laughs> I guess... This episode and, like, the previous one, or, or maybe the previous, like, the one about the sun, both end on a dumb joke that literally ends with them saying, ba yeah, And that's it. So, the, the, the resolution is that they're not going to kill the baby because it's a baby. But they're like, don't, we don't ever want to fucking see you again. You should figure out a way to get back to your mom, which I guess we're not going to deal with because it's a genius baby or some shit. And then... There's a little tag at the end that's going to lead us into a teaser for what's happening next time, which will be the end of JoJo's part three, part one, not actually the whole thing altogether like we had originally believed. So they've gotten through the Saudi Arabian desert. They're in a boat now. They're going towards this island. JoJo Jr. remarks that they're going in the wrong direction to be heading toward Egypt. And JoJo Sr. is like, I didn't tell you this before, but uh, you are... Um, you are going to be treated to meeting this person that I didn't tell you about that is a crucial person on this journey. So that is basically where they're going to leave us off. And we're going to figure out who this person is the next time we watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But that's not what happens next time. And you'll find out what that is after these end prints. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With
1: sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon.
0: Follow us on Twitter at b and Jumped.
1: Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spitzer get jumped.
0: Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped.
1: If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcast from.
0: And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spitzer Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter,
1: episodes 67 through 71. We're going to go through an extreme game of dodgeball. If you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball! On ESPN 7, the Ocho. It's ESPN 8. (laughs) That's what Ocho means. (laughs) Please... Oh, oh man, that's, that's priceless.